I'm Kate Daniels. Safety on our roadways. It really affects and or impacts each of us. Distracted driving is a huge impediment to the safety. So we are fortunate to have with us this morning the Program Director of the Washington Traffic Safety Commission, Erica Muscoro. This big focus with added patrols is just underway and will continue until mid-April. So now let's meet Erica and learn more. Erica Muscoro, good morning, and I so greatly appreciate your taking time to be with us this morning. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. We're in the beginning days of a very important campaign, and we're talking about distracted drivers. And sadly, uh, this is such an issue. There are improvements, but it's still quite a big issue, isn't it, Erica? It is. Um, And yes, we are starting our campaign. So April uh, nationwide is Distracted Driving Month. And here in the state of Washington, we will uh, have our campaign starting today through April 14th. And yes, it's definitely an issue that we've seen all the time because, you know, when we're talking about distraction, a lot of the times our mind goes to electronic distraction, but we also get distracted with other things. And so Distracted Driving Month is about that focus on, yes, Let's put our phones away, but let's also be engaged drivers and focus on the road. And just to make a list of some of these things that distract us, because we may think, oh, no, there's nothing that distracts me when I'm driving. If I put my cell phone off to the side, I'm totally engaged. But in truth, we may not realize some of these other things that are around us that are distracting us. Isn't that so, Erica? It's true. So... Um, distracted driving is any activity that takes your attention away from the task of driving. So um, commonly the things that, that we talk about is eating while you're driving, smoking, makeup application, shaving, um, uh, you know, re- reacting to what's going on in the car with other passengers or pets. Um, those are common Uh, distractions that we've seen through observational surveys and that people can see as they're driving as well. When I have witnessed, and it's been some time ago now, but when I witnessed a person, obviously it would probably be a woman, applying makeup, I was just stunned, could not believe, because that is something that really takes a lot of attention and really has to take your eyes off the road. Absolutely. And so um, there's three types of distraction. There's cognitive distraction, visual, and manual. And so uh, as you're driving, if your eyes are not on the road and your hands are not on the wheel and your mind is not on the road, on on the task of driving, you are distracted. And um, as you're as you're saying, you know, makeup application, your eyes are definitely not on the road and your mind is not on the road and your hands are probably not at the wheel. So it's it's a very risky thing to do. Yes. And if by some chance you are successful and apply that, are able to do that, but the thing is you might even injure yourself. We're talking about 
you know, doing something around the eye potentially, and that's what I've noticed is mascara. My gosh, how hazardous that is just personally, even if you don't cause a crash. It's true. Um, as as we know, uh, those of us that do apply mascara, we know that even if you're in in your bathroom applying it, sometimes you can poke your eye doing it. <laughs> yes. So uh, doing it in the car is risky. And so let's really establish then, if we're going to be the driver in the car, let's make that our task at hand without these other things going on, rushing to get breakfast, putting on makeup, shaving, which, you know, sometimes feels like maybe that could be an easy enough thing with with an electric shaver, but it's still a distraction. It is a distraction. And and your hands are not on the wheel. You know, the important thing about having your hands on the wheel is that if something unexpected uh, comes up in your environment, you're able to react. And so when you, you're you distracted, it takes a moment to get back fo- focused on the road. And then it takes time to get your hands back on the wheel. And so there's going to be a delay in the way that you react. And, and that might be a cause for a crash. So, Erica, when we're talking about distraction and we've always thought about uh, or more often thought about the electronics in our hand and we are, there are fines if we are really caught using a cell phone, a handheld device, uh what about these other distractions? Are there fines attached to them as well? Yes. So um, the state of Washington law, um, if, if you get pulled over for having an electronic device in your hand, you're going to get a fine of $136 the first time. The second time and um, subsequent offenses would be $234. That's the primary law. The The other part of the law, the secondary part of the law, is called dangerously distracted. And that's where all other distractions happen. If, if you're, for example, uh, drinking your cup of coffee in, in the morning and you're driving well, you're, you're okay. That's not against the law. But let's say that you accidentally... Um, pour the coffee over your lap and then you start swerving and a police officer sees that and he identifies that as a risk to yourself or others, he will pull you over and he will uh, fine you for the first offense and then give you an additional uh, $99 ticket for uh, the dangerously distraction. So if for no other reason, it's hitting our wallets, our pocketbooks. We might let that maybe establish the basis for us until we get to that common sense place of, oh, of course, this is not a very smart thing to do. That's right. And and the thing is, is that these citations will go on your record and they will be reported to your insurance. So um, it'll also be beyond the fine um, your insurance rates will probably go up. 
And I watched one of the videos that was attached to the press release I saw uh, earlier this week, uh, Erica. And one of the distractions, and fortunately, it it ended up in a at least uh, not maiming the driver that that badly. Was uh, she was reaching over for a tissue in the car? That's that's correct. She she was driving. She dropped a tissue. And just it, it took her a few seconds to bend down and reach for the tissue. And during those few seconds, she um, ended up driving off the road and she hit a tree. And in the video, she says, I'm very lucky to be here. And she's, she's basically sharing her story um, to let people know um, something that we think is that you're going to do just in a few seconds, um, can really have that big of an impact. And so we don't each need to learn that lesson ourselves. We can learn from each other, really incorporate that into uh, our mindset, into our beingness, so that we practice really good, safe driving techniques, right? Absolutely. You know, we hear these stories of car crashes and and sometimes you know it's not just like a situation where it's uh it only impacts your vehicle there's so many stories of serious injuries and fatalities and we certainly can learn from that but we should also um look at the positive side and, and look at all the people that are engaged drivers and they should be our role models and we should learn from that as well Yes, learn from those mistakes. And so one of the big things, the focus has been over the last number of years on handheld devices and that we can use, we can still speak with whoever we need to um, if it's just a hands-free device. But um, another video that was so compelling was a young driver. And, and we want to sometimes say, oh, it's the young ones. You know, they just are the ones who habitually have to use their phones. But but she, she sounded like a very mature young woman making her decision on what to do with her cell phone when she drove. Yes. Um, so this young woman is, um, she learned from a friend that was involved in the distracted driving crash. Uh, her friend was not distracted, but uh, the young woman in the video um, had that in in her mind and, and probably in her heart because it, it was a close friend of hers that was impacted by by that crash. And so in the video, um, she, she talks about the good habits that she has as part of her engaged driving uh, process. And so she says, you know, I get in my car and I put my seatbelt on and I put my phone away. And I'll tell my friends and family, um, you know, I'm going somewhere so that they know not to contact me while I'm driving. And um, that's, that's really, really a great message because she's not only practicing, practicing that herself, but she's also passing that, that on, that message of safety to her friends and family. Precisely. Just, again, such a wise young woman making that kind of a conscious choice early on. 
and it becomes a habit, and and that's the way that she will no doubt be living out, you know, the next uh, years and decades of her life. Sure, and you know, as we're talking about the law and being compliant with the law, you mentioned being hands free, and you know, with the distracted driving law. Sometimes people are not clear on what they can or cannot do just because it's not one thing to remember. For example, putting on your seatbelt, either you do it or you don't, and either you're safe or you're not, and you're compliant with the law or you're not. With the distracted driving, it gets a little bit complicated because there's do's and don'ts. And so... The distracted driving law says that you cannot hold any electronic device, and typically we think of our phones because that's what we all carry. But if if you have another type of electronic device, an iPad or an iPod, whatever whatever it is that you have, you should not have it in your hands. You can use, for example, your phone if you're going to use it for the purpose of GPS and or using your your music, um, but you should set that up before you get on the road. You shouldn't be typing on your phone. It is illegal to type. It's illegal to access information on the electronic devices. So um, if you need your GPS for the map, Type in the address before you get on the road. Set your phone up where you can hear it and, um, and drive focused on, on the task of driving. The same for music. Set, set up your music and then you can go. Um, it, it is legal to use the phone by pressing once or by swiping your phone. And so... Typically, that would be, those are, are features that you can use, for example, when you're accepting to take a call. Um, and so that, that is legal. The thing with phone calls is that even though it's legal, it is a cognitive distraction. So it, it is being compliant with the law. It's not necessarily the safe, safest thing. So maybe, you know, you can answer your, your call and tell the person on the phone, hey, I'm driving right now. Can I call you back when I arrive at my destination? Also, it is illegal to watch videos or use your camera to take photos. That would take more than just the touch of your phone. So please um, do not do that as part of being compliant with the law and part of your safety. Um you can use your phone uh, for contacting emergency services if you're parked out of the flow of traffic and, like we mentioned before, if you're hands-free. So if you pull over to the side of the road because you've witnessed something or you need to call 911, you pull off to the side, stop the car, then you could actually use your hand, uh, phone in your hands. Is that right? If, if there's a big emergency, you can actually pick up your phone and dial 911. But if you're going to use your phone for a different purpose other than an emergency call, then you have to get out of the flow of traffic and park. Okay. We don't recommend pulling out on the highway 
And so the safest thing would be to exit the highway and then pull off somewhere where you can park your car and you can um, do what you need to do with your phone. And there's another piece, and a very important piece of this, thinking about flow of traffic. So you're at a stoplight, and that is still the flow of traffic. You're simply stopped. You're going to go again. We can't pull out our phones and use them or any other electronic device while we're just simply stopped. No, thank you so much for bringing that up. Um, Yeah, sometimes we're at a stoplight at a stop at an intersection or there's high traffic on the highway. And so our, our minds go to pulling out our phones and, and checking our messages. And that's, that's illegal as well um, when talking about the distracted driving law. And so as an engaged driver, when we're, when we're waiting, it's not, it's not a time to, be cognitively thinking about something else. It's time to be scanning our environment. If we're at an intersection, we shouldn't be reaching for our phone. We should be scanning that intersection and and seeing what's there. Is is there a pedestrian at the corner? Is there somebody on their bicycle coming from behind? Uh, What are the surrounding... um, what's in your environment at that moment so that as you proceed, you can do it safely. Um, The same on the highway, um, because we're so accustomed, our phones have become such a part of our lives. We feel that, we feel the need to occupy ourselves, but um, really, even if you are bumper-to-bumper traffic, you are still driving and there are still things happening in your environment that can impact you and you should be aware of those things. And certainly driving in the city, this could happen out on the freeways as well, but in the city, uh, there seems to be kind of a really ignoring traffic signals for pedestrians in some cases. And so taking that time to really be aware of who's around and who's moving and what potentially could happen, it really requires our full mindset, doesn't it? Absolutely. And and I love you bringing this up because it opens the discussion about distracted driving, not just distraction for drivers, but distraction for all road users. And so um, if you're a pedestrian and you're waiting at the corner for the light to turn and and you start texting, you know, I often see it. um, People are crossing the street while they're on their phones and it's quite dangerous. Um, We should be um, aware again of our environment as we're proceeding uh, walking down the street, if we're on our bicycle, if uh, we're on our cars, all road users should be aware of their surroundings so that they're able to react and protect themselves. Absolutely. So to really embrace that concept of safety, you know, that each of us is responsible in that way. And certainly, 
a car hitting a pedestrian, the car is is at fault, I think, regardless. But as the pedestrian, you're not doing yourself any favor if you're on the phone and you just step out into traffic. Uh, you know, you still get injured. Your your life is still greatly affected by that. Yes, absolutely. Um, and and you know, there's also impact to uh, people that are working on road construction or or construction period. There's people that are flaggers and they're standing out there with their signs saying slow down if if you're distracted um, you might not see that in time and in fact there's there's been fatalities of people that are just working they're working to bring home to their families just like everybody else does and they don't return because of those few seconds of distraction and um, it's very sad. Oh, extremely sad. Life is obviously altered for so many people. That person's life could be gone then. The family is, you know, just reeling from the repercussions of what that means. And and as the driver, there are those consequences. A, a fatality in a crash like that, it's not just a matter of being a smudge on one's, one's record. It could certainly mean prison time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions around distracted driving. Um, One of them is everybody does it. Everybody's on their phones. And and certainly, um, you know, sometimes when you're the passenger in a car and, and you're looking into other people's cars and you see you see a few people on their phone, you instantly think, oh, my gosh, everybody's on their phone. But Really, it's not everybody. Um, here in the state of Washington, we conduct an, an annual observational survey. And what we have learned is that in 2016 and 2017, there was a 9.2% of those observed that were on their phones. And um, in 2018, we saw that dropped to 8.2. And we were very happy. It's not a big drop, but to us, it's the beginning of, of having a bit of culture change, of, of people realizing, you know, this is very dangerous. Uh, so we hope that in the following years, we continue to see that drop. Um, 8.2 of all people observed were distracted. And so that means that the rest of, of the people that were observed were not distracted. Not everybody drives with their phone, using their phone. Not everybody drives distracted. Um, another misconception is I can look at my phone while I drive because I'm a good driver. And um, with this misconception, there's been other surveys where we asked the people, um, do you feel that distracted driving is okay? Do you feel that it's okay to text and drive? And um, most people will say, no, it's definitely dangerous. And then we ask, do you do it? And they say, yes. Um, and and it comes down to this misconception. Well, 
everybody else shouldn't do it. I don't trust them. They're not good drivers, but I'm a good driver. I can, I can do this. Um, even if you were the most skilled driver in the world, if you're not looking at the road and you are and your hands are not on the wheel and you're not thinking about driving, um, you are not going to be able to to maneuver the vehicle in a safe way or in quickly if you needed to if something unexpected uh, came up in your environment. So even if you're the best driver in the world, you cannot do it well. You cannot drive well if you are distracted. And then the last misconception that I want to tell you about is I'm a good multitasker. <laughs> and so I think in, in our society, we really value multitasking. Uh, in fact, I remember seeing um, that question a few times in, in job applications in the past. Are you a good multitasker? And, and we really value that. We value um, people that are able to um, work several projects and that they're able to toggle from one task to another. The thing with multitasking is that the term multitasking really is more appropriate when you're talking about computers, for example, because they're able to simultaneously uh, conduct several tasks at the same time. But as a human being, we cannot do more than one thing at the same time. We toggle, and that's very different. Um, when we toggle, our focus goes from one task to the other. And so, for example, um, could you actively be participate in a phone call and, and be part of the conversation, engaged and answer questions and write a report at the same time that's not relevant to the conversation? Well, the answer to that is no. So when we're talking about distracted driving, can you engage in a conversation fully, again, being engaged in the conversation and answering questions and also be completely aware of your driving environment. And so the answer to that is, is no, uh, because we are toggling. And so if you're on your phone and you're having a conversation, your mind, that's the, the primary area of focus, and driving becomes secondary. And so you're toggling, and when your mind is on the phone call, Sometimes at, at those moments is when something unexpected arrives, and that's when the crash occurs. So it's just misconceptions that we have in our minds, but when we decide to be engaged drivers and, and we realize how much of our focus it takes to maneuver a vehicle safely, we can quickly see how driving distracted is a big issue. Basically, driving distracted, when you toggle off to another task, you're leaving the car running unattended. <laughs> and that's pretty scary. Very scary, because we can think about our vehicle as being a weapon. 
and it can be very harmful to us, but certainly harmful to so many around us. And that's why having this conversation this morning, Erica, is so critically important. We've seen those numbers come down, and that's the goal now is to educate and see that decrease of distracted drivers. Absolutely. Well, I certainly appreciate your knowledge, your engagement in doing this work, and certainly for taking time with us this morning. It's been most illuminating. And again, I'm so grateful to you and your work. Oh, thank you so much. And I really appreciate you inviting us to talk about distracted driving. Um, It's such an important issue. And uh, without your interest, we wouldn't be able to get the message out to Washington Road users. Thank you. You're welcome. We enjoy having the partnership.